Hey, listeners, did you know that we also have a Patreon page like every struggling artist in this digital world today? Because we do. Patreon.com slash Totes Recall. Dan, I swear to God. About what? Don't test me. Anyway, you know, uh, you guys, we have multiple tiers. Some of them are insane and are basically reserved for Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Yeah. But some of them are for uh, for as little as a dollar a month. You can get exclusive bonus Patreon-only content. Yeah. We were just recorded a Totes Recall uh, ode to summer, yes, which was... took some interesting turns. <laughs> Stayed on topic and was about summer the whole yes. time. Yeah. It was exclusively about summer. It's exactly what you think it will be. Yes. You will definitely, you should definitely, if you are not already a patron, become one to confirm that it is only about summer. And oh boy, will it make you think about summer and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also... At certain tiers, you can get the incredible privilege of having your name in lights in audio form. Yes. Like our new best friend slash newest patron, Gabriel T. These are lights. This is the audio form of like, right? Blinking lights. Thank you, Gabriel. That was, we appreciate your patronage. Is Gabriel from another country? Ooh, great question. Well, I don't. We want to know. dox them. Oh, great. Well, but maybe. But maybe. But maybe they, <laughs> they are. They're from another country than here. United are States. you trying to not dox us too? Is yeah. that what's happening? Oh, well, I'm saying we like don't they're want from people a country. To know where, where we relative are. Relative to <laughs> some country, they're Got another country. Gabriel, if you're listening and you are okay with being revealed, tweet at us and just yeah. say, hashtag, hashtag, yes, I am from another country. <laughs> But I mean, everyone's from another country, depending on what country it is. Right, okay. Oh, okay. Hashtag, yes, that. I am from another country from you. Yeah. Compared to you. Compared to you. No. Five. You just doxed us. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, get that content. We talk about the state we live in, too. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so if you become a patron, we half dox ourselves for you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember very well. Eat two pizzas, two okay, salads. Okay. Thank you, patrons. Uh, talk that movie again. Oh, it's so close to doing it fast. Were you? Did you do that in one breath? Yeah. That was impressive. My name is Dan. Uh, this is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie this episode is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Oh. I yes. hope y'all like Louis, this as Louis, much wait, as I Wait, what did. song is that again? What's the uh, famous well, song? Well, he does... No, he likes singing the song. Oh, no, he does. Twist and shout. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. I cannot hear that song without picturing him running across the whole neighborhood. Great. Yeah. And jumping over hedges and all that. There's another movie with Michael J. Fox that uses that song, and it's very confusing. Do you think this movie has Michael J. Fox in it? No. Okay. Just checking. No, I'm Just not an checking. idiot, Dan. <laughs> I don't. Okay, the premise of the show is that we're dummies. It's yeah. like um, it's like how to be successful or something or oh. business people. Business, oh. business, business. <laughs> yeah. Starring Michael J. Fox. How yeah. to be successful without trying or something. He's yeah. in that. Doc Hollywood. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. 
Is yeah. he in Is a movie version of that or something? I think so. Oh. That's my best guess. Was he the conservative child yes. on the TV show? Yes, Yes, correct. Alex P. Keaton yes, on correct. Family Ties. Family Ties. Yep. Uh, yep. So I just... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember this movie pretty well. I think it came out during... What was for me, like I came of age during the John Hughes era mm-hmm. uh, with 16 Candles and um, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, and then eventually the sort of disappointing, some kind of wonderful. But anyway, so I grew up during that whole era, and so Ferris Bueller was part of that. I feel like it may have come out, my guess is 1986. Wow. Okay. Because that would have been, oh, maybe a little later, maybe 88. Because that would have been eighth grade for me. I'm going to go with 88. Okay. Um, but my, so I remember watching it in the movie theater and having a great time with my friends. Um, this may have been one of the movies that you would have a VHS tape for overnight, mm-hmm. like um, slumber parties. Yep. Sure. But then my most like wedged into my hippo campus of my mind was watching this on TV in the same room as my mom. And we rarely watched TV together because I could feel her judgment <laughs> no matter what it was. On the content or oh, on you always watching on it? the content, oh, okay. yeah. Did and she like a movie? What? No. <laughs> okay. what, why, what, what about what I just described? I'm just trying to decide like, whether she only watched black and white movies or like... Oh, like versus what her taste was? Yeah, like uh, if she got to pick or was everything trash. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, she she liked television, but her idea of television was like MASH, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, or Family Ties or, you know, that whole generation of movies. Uh, Anyway, we were watching Ferris Bueller stay off and she hadn't said anything and I was so grateful. Mm -hmm. And we get all the way to the point where Cameron is trying to take the miles off of his dad's Porsche Mm -hmm. by putting it in reverse. Yeah. And at a certain point... The car gives out and goes back through a glass window and into a ravine. Mm-hmm. Kicks it that, a bunch. What? He kicks it a bunch. Oh, well, that that's not relevant to this part of the story. <laughs> you, is that a bet? Yeah. Cameron kicks the car a bunch? In rage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he kicks it and that's why it yeah. falls into the ravine? Because yeah. it's running backwards and yes. then it falls off the thing and drives backwards. Which, P.S. it doesn't work. Not even for older cars. No. But anyway, it falls into the ravine and... Finally, my mother says, you know, this movie is not very realistic, right? That they would get into a lot of trouble. God bless America. It would be like explaining police academy isn't about like no shit. Uh I am trying to have an escapist teen experience watching this. I really like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just burned my butter. You should have been like, well, you should have been like, well, mom, I doubt all of the primary cast members of MASH would have stayed stationed at that one base or clinic yeah. the entire length of the war. And also it's in Korea, but really it's about Vietnam. Oh, she told yeah. us that every time it came on. <laughs> <laughs> like every time. Uh, which sadly is a trait I have picked up where what? I will tell people the same information oh. over oh, yeah. and over I do again. that all the time because I can't remember what I've told anyone. Yep. Yeah. Or you're like, this is interesting, but... I want to share it with everyone, yeah. but have I shared it with you yet? Yeah, my my I do that, and then my bonus version of that is always trying to be courteous and assuming I haven't introduced my wife to someone. Oh, and then 
it turns out it's happened. Yeah, you just seem like a braggy man, bragging about his wife all the time. I guess. <laughs> have you met oh, my have you wife? met my wife? Mm. <laughs> I'll start to tell a story, and then people's eyes will glaze over, and I'll assume it's because I've already told them the story. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I already tell you this story? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, at least you do that in the middle. I say, have I told you this story yet? Before I've said anything. Uh-huh. And finally, my husband was like, um, how would I know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, because probably the same thing that prompted the story last time is happening right now. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. So, but he has a terrible memory, which is part of the reason we're a great match. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I owned this on DVD. Wow. Nice. wow I've seen it many times. Mm. It's my favorite movie in high school. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. You seem so lukewarm about the movie. We were talking about it earlier. Well, because I've seen it so many times. Oh. I was like, do I have things to say about it that are going to be interesting? So far, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. DVD. Yeah, DVDs. Um, I think this came out in 86. I'm going to steal Molly's initial bet. Wow. I want to say 85. Wow. Just to be spicy. I'm going to say... <laughs> spicy. Show Michael J. Fox over here. I'm going to say 87. Complete the run. Complete that run. Um, this movie, I am... I mean, he has a day off. He gets into shenanigans. He takes okay. a day off. Yeah, he takes a day off, pretends to be sick. I do remember the sick... Like, the sick methods really resonated with me, and I, like... Mm-hmm. Put them in my back pocket, but never use them. So yeah. I never lie about being sick to my right. parents. So it'd be like he licks his palms, right? Yeah. To make him sweaty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What does he do? He makes his face red somehow or He's, warm. Yeah. He. I think he does the thermometer trick, maybe, but mostly he just turns on the charm. Mm-hmm. Like, mom. He's yeah. so charming, and he's got so a sweet cute. AV setup. Yes. Oh, and a synthesizer. Oh, I was very attracted to Matthew Broderick in this movie, by oh, the way. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, someone, bets, someone has a vest. He has a vest. It's it, like yeah. brown. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like a leopard print, but it is not it's a leopard print. Almost paisley, but Fun not vest. really. Yeah. Kind of leopard print-like, yeah. Cameron's wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey. That's true. Mm-hmm. And Sloan has like a white fringe jacket. Yes, she does. <laughs> wow. I think I'll double down on that. Double Beth? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to uh, just out of the bat do my signature uh, enthusiasm deflating a little bit. And I'm going to bet that in modern, the modern world, we're going to find at least certain parts of this movie, we're going to find Ferris Bueller to be an entitled prick. Yeah. I think yeah. he's going to be really annoying. That's another reason why I'm nervous oh, no. about it. Because like I was like as a teenager, thought he was very cute and, and, cool. and cool and charming. And now I'm going to think that he's like, an annoying teen. <laughs> he, yes, he's very charming. I'm concerned also that Sloan is just the hot girlfriend that just hangs out in his hot. I'm also concerned about that. Yeah. She has a little something going on. Doesn't she get like one little monologue before when they're sitting at the hot tub? I don't know. Isn't she just like saving Cameron at that point though? Maybe. Yeah. I'm worried a lot of her character is just like, Ferris, I don't want to do that. And then being like, come on, I'm charming. And then she just sighs and they continue on with his adventure. That's, yeah, it's for like the sitcom mom role. That's my concern. Also, I feel like she starts out with a British accent and it goes away. Wow, I like <laughs> that bet. Yeah, I, that's part of my memory. I also think that Jennifer Grey. Oh, yeah, isn't yeah. She, oh, yeah. Dirty Dancing? Isn't she yes. his sister? Yeah, she is his sister. Yeah. And I think I'm going to relate to her more this time. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And I cannot follower. wait for the scene with her and Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. It's at a police station. Yeah. And I think I remember reading that Charlie Sheen 
prepared yes. for that by staying up all night and partying and just not cleaning up. Correct. Seems very that accurate. is the that <laughs> yes. is the story is that he just like didn't sleep and then just for maybe multiple days and then just came on set without changing or taking yeah. a shower. Was or he anything. a known so charming person at that point? Yes. yes. Okay. His dad so, is a famous actor, Martin Sheen. Sure. Also so president of the United States. So that's more of a cameo role instead of an introducing. Oh, role. it's definitely not introducing. I don't know. If cameo seems too far because it's a really. He's just. It's really short, right? Yeah. He's I mean, I don't know if it was so much but impactful. Like, I don't know if it was so much like, <laughs> oh, that guy. I don't know if he was quite there in his career yet, yeah. where you're just like, oh shit, it's that guy. Unless you just happen to see. Because he was in Platoon, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'd be like, oh shit, it's the guy from Platoon. <laughs> No, I remember being familiar with Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. but not feeling like, oh, wow, what a massive what a guest. Stunt it casting. Like, what a stunt casting. Yeah. It just seemed like, yeah, a good casting. Okay. So somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. The, okay. The principal in this movie. Oh, yeah. Did he, he's a creep, right? Is that a thing? Good question. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not even just saying in the movie. I mean, in real life. What? Oh, I think he turned out know. to be a creep. Oh, no. Oh, really? We'll have to look that up. Can you write yeah. that down? But he's, down look that up he's also a creep in the movie because he's like sneaking around that house and he like, doesn't he sneak in on somebody's room? He gets the shit beat out of him yes. by Jennifer Grey. Oh, yeah. Yes. And also the dog eats his crotch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very memorable bed, crotch, crotch eat. Crotch eat. Oh, Ew. please. <laughs> Just say bite. Come on. Eat implies like severing of organs. <laughs> That's Oof. a different movie entirely. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I, I wrote my bed down. <laughs> okay, so to be clear, you think that the dog eats, eats his junk. his genitals. Well, it's what I said and wrote down, so yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. Eats his crotch. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's a creep. I mean, he's very focused on getting Ferris Bueller. Yes, he yeah. is the Javert of mm-hmm. this movie. <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's a Les Mis reference. Oh. You're welcome, theater nerds. <laughs> I only got it because I had somebody had recently described the plot of Les Mis to me. Nice. Great. Well, what if this is just a reproduction, like <sighs> yes. moment by moment of Les Mis? Absolutely. The parade is like the fucking revolution <laughs> song where they're piling up all their furniture. and Yeah, it could no. be. Oh, I love that parade. I hope it holds up. I hope the whole thing holds up. fun, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm worried about. Though. I'm worried that like... Donk Shane too. Right. Like I'm worried that that it'll be... All the things that I used to think were fun, I can't. I won't get over the fact that he's facing no consequences. Right? You'd be like, if you were a young, yeah, I get it. I will say, as the resident um, German Hollywood German expert, oh yes, <laughs> um, it's Danke Schön, mm-hmm. and so it's very confusing why that song says Danke Schön. Because mm, it's probably just because some American sang it, right? Yeah, I guess so. You know who it is? It's like some old guy that sings now, but it's like as a child. It sounds weird. Wait, I can't wait what? Someone with Benjamin Button? <laughs> what are we saying? Yeah. Yeah, Benjamin Button sings well, that Well, you said song. an old guy who's now no, a child. No, it's like Wayne Newton as a, as a young man, oh. and so it sounds like a woman. What? Wow. Is what? that true? I don't know. Bet's Write it down. Bet, he has a higher pitch voice. Wayne Newton? Wayne Newton? Is that a person? Yes. Yeah. I think it's Wayne Newton as a younger man. As a child. Yeah, Wayne Newton as a child. I don't Sounds know if it's like a, a child. <laughs> Sounds young. like a woman. But I think his voice is super high pitched. I love this bet so much. This is very much a bet. I hope everyone is yelling at me right now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Wayne Newton sounds Everyone like a man when Frank he's a child. Sinatra. All no, those, yeah, all those Wayne heads out there are screaming out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would love to see the Venn diagram of yep. Wayne. I bet it's a total eclipse between Wayne Newton and Totes Recall fans. Absolutely, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think Matthew brought Ferris's dad brings some big dad energy. What does I'm that mean? Really oh yeah. Just like the dad energy that he's throwing down. Just going to be a good dad. Give me an example. Yeah, he's got a lot of dad. Like a broad generalization. Oh, of what dad energy I like? Well, like in this... Corny jokes. Okay. Oh, um, just the oblivious like a, way he drives. A little oblivious. Got it. But like mm. kind. Oh, is he going to be like sort of unintentionally condescending to his sister because she's like trying to explain that Ferris is an asshole and gets away with everything. And he's just like, okay, honey, <laughs> that kind of I shit. Think they both are. I think everybody is. That's kind of like nobody. Her. Yeah. She's, she's the only one who sees what we will see yes. in 2019. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I do think it passes the Bechdel Wallace though. Oh, good. Although I'll be interested to see. Cause I, cause I feel like, yeah, Jennifer gray definitely talks to the mom character. But I don't know if it's exclusively about Ferris or not. Doesn't, mm-hmm. Does mom have a name? I think so. Uh, I'm going to bet it does not pass. Ooh. Ooh. She's a career woman. I know that. I also know that. she wears shoulder pads. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to take a very bold, specific Bechdel Wallace bet that it passes because Sloan talks to a woman who worked at the school. Oh, oh on the, the phone. Sec- the secretary. Yes. The secretary about her grandmother. What do we call her? Oh, she's so great. She is. I don't know what you call her. Office manager? Administrator? <laughs> something. I don't know. Administrative assistant? It's usually like the secretary. School administrator? Yeah, but isn't secretary kind of a reductive term? Well, isn't this 1986? That's you once oh. yelled at Dan because he called a woman in the future a <laughs> prostitute. In the future. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he said desk prostitute. And I think he called the secretary a desk prostitute. <laughs> That was the second beat of a joke. Go back and <laughs> listen to. What was it? Was it Fifth Element? Uh, it was no. Me. I think it was Total Recall, the bad one. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Maybe. It was uh, definitely a Philip Or was it Total Recall, the first one? No. I think it was the bad one. Yeah. Where it drops through the center of the earth or whatever. Yeah, because she had like crazy tattoos that changed colors. Yeah. And Whoa. she could do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But to be clear, she's not a prostitute. No. No. Well, okay. someone was in that movie. Right? But well, I think Jaquette's bet there's a prostitute in Toad's Recall 2012. <laughs> okay. Total Recall. A sex yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a sex worker. Excuse yes. me. There you go. We're getting there. Desk worker. Desk worker. Mm-hmm. At any rate, she is charming. And she's not the one. Does she have the little Who's bum, charming? bum, bum, bum? Ooh. No, that's Grease. That is Grease. <laughs> oh, is that's she, so good. She's a great character actor, Is though. she yeah. chipper? Oh, yes. so I feel sweet. like she's chipper because yeah. that's part of the comedy when Principal first goes on the warpath, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, I'm going blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, oh, She's like, okay. all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm merging her with office space accounts. Just a moment. Receivable, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it has similar energy, but I think she has a, a sweeter obliviousness and calm. She says something about him being a righteous dude. Yes. Whoa. Ferris Bueller, that is. Yeah. Do yeah. we ever see any of the other parents, or is it just Ferris's parents? Uh, like, it's just Ferris's parents. Mm-hmm. Ferris absent. Dresses right. up as Sloane's dad at oh, some right. point. Right, <laughs> kisses her. And yeah, the principal's like that kind of family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yes. right. Accepting of on the mouth parental kisses. Oh yeah, and then like Cameron has like he's 
he impersonates a very specific person whenever he has to be an adult on the phone. Yeah, I can't it's like remember. A sports announcer. Yeah. Yeah. Abe Froman, the Sausage King of New York. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Yep. I don't know. That's yeah. that's in this movie somewhere. That's, he, that's at the restaurant they put in the name Abe yeah. Froman. Right? Yeah. yeah. They do a lot of things. They go to the museum. They go to a baseball oh, yeah. game. It's basically like a love note to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and we can't forget the teacher who says Bueller, Bueller. Oh, who's ben Stein. Ben Stein. Yes. Mm-hmm. Win his money. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very interesting to me because I think a whole generation met him for the first time with mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's mm-hmm. tale, which really says a lot about his ability to sell very few lines. Yes. Is Was he... I don't... He's was he an actor just, before this movie, or was he just a boring economist, economist that they oh, put in this movie, and then he became a celebrity? He had like a real job. Yes. Like yeah. he was Nixon. He worked yeah. in the Nixon's administration. Right? I thought. Yeah. That sounds like. I don't know feasible. how he became mm-hmm. like a media person. Right. Ooh, write it down. We'll check during the. Ben Stein Nixon. Ben Stein Nixon to Maybe. on-screen vixen. Whoa. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> That's bet he's not going to be attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Cameron's parents are absent. That's kind of his whole deal, right? Yep. He's a depressed, especially his dad, lonely child. Yeah, because who's wealthy? Yes. So I think he's also in. Maybe this will help us with Ferris Bueller. He's not as wealthy as a lot of the other. Is this a John Hughes movie? Yes. Yes. Okay, so a lot of the other John Hughes characters are have a lot of money. Um, but in this case, Ferris is relatively middle class. Like his parents drive like pretty boring cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Is he, is that his on the phone voice? He's just pretending to be his dad? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. He's, yeah. he's being um, Sloan's dad on the phone. Oh, yeah. Because right. he has no, to no, doing no. an impression oh. of his But I'm saying dad. it's his voice that he uses to be an adult. Oh, I see. Just him impersonating his own dad. Oh, oh. funny. I want to hear for that. I can't remember. Yeah. Because I feel like he talks about, I don't know, because he does it a couple times in the movie. Mm-hmm. He does his adult man voice a couple yeah. times for and different it is reasons. very yacht-like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's, he uses a lot of jaw. Okay. Dan's bet, <laughs> Cameron's adult voice is an impersonation of his own father. Sure. Yep. There's a part where he pretend, pretends to drown in a pool. What? Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. Which one? Sloan Cameron. saves Cameron. Oh. Cameron, yeah. And then... Um, Ferris jumps in and saves him, and he goes, Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Because my yeah, brother and I used to always say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also remember that. Yeah. Poor Cameron. Yeah. I wonder if I'm going to really feel for Cameron. Oh, I bet I am. It's a sad yeah. at home Since child. that seems to be the only parts of the movie I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think even when I watched it, I felt a little bad for him because mm-hmm. it was like, it was like the attractive couple having fun with each other, and he just wanted to stay in bed. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he was actually sick, right? Oh, uh, yeah. No, well, he's a hypochondriac. Uh, he's like, I'm uh, so sick. And he's like, no, you're not. Get out of bed. We're going to go do something fun. That's mm-hmm. another reason I'm worried that I'm going to end up like kind of disliking Ferris, because I'm worried a lot of it's just going to be like, hey, rich friend, let us use your resources so that I can have fun mm-hmm. with my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he genuinely loves Cameron. For sure. And Cameron definitely likes them. Mm-hmm. But like, it's still, it's just like, you know, I mean, it's still like a weird dynamic there, I think, maybe under the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is... 
a very fun component to the people who take their car for a joyride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh, an iconic yeah. DVD scene. It is definitely an iconic DVD <laughs> scene. What's the song that plays? What is he like launches off a bump in that oh, car? Oh, such a great question. Wild the valet driver. I don't remember. Parking attendant, mm-hmm. joyriding. Yeah. It's like a good, there's like a good yeah. musical drop There's two on. of them, right? I feel like I it's should like know that. It's like two buds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, both parking lot. Valets. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody has a good day. Yeah. Except for Cameron's dad. And Cameron kind of has a weird day. He has, he has an emotionally day. complicated day. But then he, does, he grows at the end. Yeah. He's like, um, he's like, no, dad. I need to like face my father. Yeah. yeah. So. But also, know. as your mom said, like he'll probably get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Ferris will not because Ferris gets away with everything. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling very cool and smart when I realized that the band Save Ferris pulled its name from this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> of the t-shirts? Yeah. <laughs> is it on a water tower at some point? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can't name any Save Ferris songs. I never could. I kind of liked them when they played on the radio a bunch when I was a teen. Mm. Ska? Sure. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, Save Ferris was a ska band. I guess I knew they were a band, but didn't think that they played music. If you're a member of the <laughs> band Save Ferris, please tweet at us yeah. and tell us what genre of music you are. Yeah, because Dan did not write that down. Feel he free is to not use, gonna come back to And it. feel free to use as many hashtags as you want. I understand <laughs> that like it's a spectrum. Music is a spectrum of mm-hmm. uh styles. Yep. Yeah. I didn't mean to shame you into writing it down. I feel like That's you kind of did. Yeah. Like a little bit, but then I was first someone's gonna tweet at us, then we don't have to come back to it. Right? Isn't that the point of tweet yeah. at us is that we don't have Twitter to... is the notes from other people <laughs> of social media. <laughs> it's like a note-taking software where you ask people to take notes for you. For yeah. you. Interesting. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some college class has been like, we're doing collaborative notes, but they're all on Twitter. Use the hashtag. Right. Cool Dave Sociology 101. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Oh, we'll pro- check it out. We'll see if it's out there. Yep. We'll let you know. Tweet at us, cool Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> uh, this movie also uh, does some good fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, even at the very end. Oh, yeah. so good. He like, tells you go to go home because the movie's over. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the most charming part. I fell in love. I remember being in the theater and watching that. Is that after the credits or before the credits? It's like through the credit like it's you've watched a bunch of the credits and he says that this is like the first avengers fury (laughs) recruiting stinger except telling you to go home yeah Yeah. do you think he's talking to nick fury like every time he's like go home i don't want to be part of the avengers why would they give why would they put ferris bueller in the avengers because of his charm charming i mean he's like if he just could like he could sub for spider-man if anything he should be recruited directly into shield because a charmer should be working in like black ops mm. or she should be working alongside the black widow and doing like that kind of shit where she infiltrates places and uses her abilities. Sure. Maybe Nick Fury does that too, right? He's sure. just the recru- he's like the HR recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a headhunter. He Kinda. makes you do the Myers Briggs, see yeah. where you're gonna fit in with the team. Yeah. Yeah. He manipulates you to uh, do things that may be considered war crimes, <laughs> right. depending on which movie you're watching. Oh, yeah, man. 
Like steal a car. Yeah. yeah. The ultimate war crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. So I'm I'm feeling really hopeful I'm going to enjoy this movie as much as I think I will. Okay. What do you think? What am I... How hmm? many Save Ferris t-shirts <laughs> do you now, think you're going to give it? I want to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Are these Save Ferris t-shirts like in the movie or are these merch... <laughs> From the band Save Ferris. Great question. Great question. Yeah, that um, is great you know what? Let's just, let's be authentic here and just go with the the from the movie. Like official, official t-shirts from the set of Ferris Bueller's. Day. Yes, that okay. probably somebody pocketed when oh, they left for sure. Yeah, and then maybe join the band Save Ferris. <laughs> is that how they got it? They yeah, were like maybe. the costumer on Ferris Bueller. Like yeah. we've got all these extra or maybe Save like Ferris t-shirts. maybe like one of their parents was the costumer. Yeah, yeah. and it was like I don't know. I just have this box sitting on our attic. <laughs> Wait, just... do you think that maybe mm-hmm. Hank Crestorn's son <laughs> oh, no. is in the band <laughs> Save Ferris? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hank Crestor Jr.? Yeah. Oh. Wait, didn't we already name Hank Crestor's son? Oh. Did we? Oh, yeah, because I thought he was maybe a ghost at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But then maybe it's just intergenerational Wasn't like costuming business. Hank Crestor or oh, something yeah. stupid like that. <laughs> bank? Was it Bank Crestor? Oh, yeah. Bank Crestor. <laughs> that was his mom's name. We, we did a whole family treat. Yeah. I remember it. Bank oh. Crestor was definitely. Was in that there. on patreon.com slash Joe 3 Who knows? I don't know. I don't remember what episode that's on. Oh, that, oh, it's a wonderful life. That's one had a bank. Oh, that no, sounds... I feel like it was patreon.com slash to three because we were playing a game where Hank Crestor and oh, costumes different movies. Right? Yeah. Yes. And we kept none of us could decide what Hank Crestor sounded like. So we just decided it was different members of the Crestor family. <laughs> right. So if you want to know Hank Crestor's real son's name yeah. and mother's name, I and think. mother's name, you need to go to patreon.com. Slash totes recall. There's not a dot com on the other. Probably. And then hit <laughs> the button. button. The button. <laughs> yeah. And it just says, give us money. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I feel like You're Patreon's smart. a well designed hey, website. Yeah. You'll find the button. But yeah, probably he came home. Who? Hey, hey, hey Crestorn. Oh. Okay. Hey, f- hey, family. I got a bunch of extra t shirts from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then his son is in there, or daughter. Yep. I don't know the makeup of Safe Ferris. Nope. Uh, child. Yep. Hey, child of mine. Yep. And the ch- child. I love you so much. I love much. you so much. <laughs> uh, and he's there rocking, playing ska. He's got like a saxophone and a guitar at the same time. Whoa. Yeah. Dancing around <laughs> in his hat and his uh, checkerboard Chuck Taylors. Yeah, there's someone <laughs> who just dances in the band, probably. Yep. You want That's- these t-shirts? <laughs> That's all they were missing. Yeah. Yep. It was just the name and the t-shirt. Yep. Merch. But at first, I'm sure they were just like, God, shut up, Dad. We don't want your dumb t-shirts. But then they opened the box out of boredom. Yeah. Well, oh. say Ferris, a great band Is that the sound of the kid? I guess so. All right. Sounds like a dad. He's on so... Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> so uh, how many? Oh, yeah. Many? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, like I said, I'm really worried. I'm just going to dislike Ferris as a human being, as an adult. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to... Only grab a cowardly three shirts out of the Hank Crestorn wow. box. Uh, I feel like I it would have been a five for me when I was a teen, but it can't stay a five, I don't think. So I think I'm going to go four, mm-hmm. say Ferris t-shirts, because it's probably going to be worse than yeah. I think it is. And that's probably how many people are in the band. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> yeah, they each need one. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I am going to be immensely hopeful and give it a five. Ooh. Wow. I am also very concerned about how it will hold up. But I also, now I'm starting to think that there's more to it than I meets the eye. <laughs> I think I'm going to be surprised by some things. That uh-huh. It's going to have more depth than I anticipate. And then mm. I'll outweigh the problems. Got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to be thrilled, Ferris. Charm awesome. me. <laughs> so I'm going to... My logic is I would start with five t-shirts mm-hmm. and I would deduct a shirt and a half for problematic content or feeling impatient with Ferris mm-hmm. and the sadness that would accompany that. <laughs> um, watching this as a full grown adult. Uh, but then I'm going to add a full shirt wow, back okay. for Charlie Sheen. Wow. Wow. So you really where love are we Charlie at? Sheen. Just That's... in a nostalgic way. How many I don't shirts care are we for at? him currently. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he probably was also bad then. But I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So really, I'm rooting for the 26-year-old Charlie Sheen or however old he was in this. Right. In mid-20s. Early 20s? I don't know. So it's four and a half? So I'm landing on four and a half. Shirts? Like a belly shirt. But I feel like there's a pretty high percentage. I'm going to say 70% that Dan Linden's displeasure with the movie will bring down that rating. Yes. Maybe as low as 3.5. I am ready wow. to ruin this movie for all of you. This might be a, a new high in amount of ratings yep. you're kind of giving it. Yep, yep, yeah. The fact that you actually like went through the entire journey without, but so confidently, like it didn't even, you weren't even like vacillating. You were like explicitly going on this roller coaster to reach a certain rating. Yep. Well, you know, I just I want to show my work. Hey, you like you like <laughs> what you like, right? Yeah. yeah. And with that, we're gonna hit pause. We're gonna go watch the movie, eat pizza and two salads, and we'll be right back. Um. 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 And we're back. We just watched one hour and forty-two minutes of cool dads and cool tunes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, that's a pitch. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, the uh, movie was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> it's true. It's it true. was. Welcome back. It was that. Released in 1986. Oh, always go with your first instinct. Yeah, and if someone doesn't, steal their first instinct. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. nailed it. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you. So that means I saw it for the first time in the sixth grade mm. and had a blast. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah. Were you? But were you unsettled by the occasional... Unexpected profanity. There was more profanity yeah. than I expected. The F bomb was dropped. Yeah. Just once though, right? Yeah. Because that's how it's kept its PG rating or whatever. Yeah, PG thirteen, I PG-13. think. Well, this maybe is pre- this is pre is it Gremlins. So it was pre PG. No. Wait, is it no. pre Gremlins? What? No. We're Temple of Doom nineteen eighty. <laughs> oh no. We're not we're keeping going to layers. Here's what I think happened in the eighties. Mm. I think Gremlins and Temple of Doom happened, and they were like, oh, no, this is confusing. We need another rating. Mm -hmm. And then since they just made it up, they didn't quite know what it meant. And then for a good amount of the 90s, you just couldn't say fuck at all in a PG-13 movie. (laughs) And now it's sort of like you get one, and I don't know what year... I don't know what year yeah. was the crossover where they're like, okay, you get one. Well, this know. one had one. Yeah, but this was before they understood. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it was like a arc, like a oh. bell curve. Where it was I like- think it also has to be like, you get one, but it can't be like. Sexual. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It has to be an expletive, not a And there were some creative ways of getting around it. Yeah. There are a couple of just straight up holy shits, which were certainly warranted by the action of the movie. Certainly. But then there was also the, if you took that and dried it out, you could fertilize your garden. That was good. Which is a long way to go. It's a good line. It was a good line. And then they cut one off with the nurse who likes to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it rhymed with. Oh, yeah. It rhymed with pluck. Yeah. Pluck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just, because I brought this up in the first half, I want to put this in context of John Hughes movies. Okay. Of which there are many. Um, and so uh, for the, at least the teen version, 16 Candles was 84. Breakfast Club and Weird Science were 85. Wow. Ferris Bueller was 86, as was Pretty in Pink. And Jeez. then Some Kind of Wonderful brought it all crashing to a close for me in 1987. <laughs> Which one was that? I didn't that? realize. Oh, it's a bad one. Okay. So boring. So how boring. Tight, how yeah. tight that was. Yeah. yeah. He had a lot so of Three movies. years. But if you look at his videography, it's insane. And it has mm. so many more movies than I fully realized. Um, yeah. He did a bunch of stuff. He did Mr. Mom and all the National Lampoons and all that stuff, I think. Can you do Home Alone? Yes. 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 That was 1990. Yeah. So, which is one theory, is that Ferris Bueller is just a teenage version that I just made up. Just yeah, that, I think uh, it's a very good I theory. Think People yeah, are talking about There's it. a lot of um, <laughs> machines that are being built by both oh, yes. people. Oh, they're voice both manipulation. experts at pulleys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he really, it's impressive the level of homemade electronic things that he puts to use to conceal the fact that he is not there. Yeah. He's got like, he puts like a, one of those like seven inch floppies yep. into his keyboard yep. so that it can make cough noises. And then he's got it also playing on a loop, his snoring playing on a loop through yep. his thing. He's got electronics hooked up to the intercom system to then start the tape and then reset it. Like mm-hmm. That's impressive. Well, he also hacked into the school's database and reduced his number of absences. <laughs> yeah, in 86, he yeah. did it from his house. Yeah, like... Yeah. Well, that's the time to do it. I mean... <laughs> when the, like, in, the, the internet is But like the school new. is networked? Uh, I guess. Even if he were held back a year, DARPA's going to be knocking on his door <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah. It did me good to watch people using call waiting. Mm. It's like, I remember call waiting. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, I remember when we got that. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Tap the little... Thingy? Remember when you could uh, convert it into a three-way call? No. Oh, that, that was, was advanced. A... You had to star something? I don't remember. You no, do star it? six nine, baby. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's something else. Oh, wait, call back. There was a point where when we, I was when I was like a teen of the youngest variety, a millennial <laughs> of a teen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you were thirteen years old. Something like that. I don't okay. know. Middle school. I feel like a there tween? was a I don't know. I is that what tween. it is? I said it. Okay, when I was a, t- a tween, <laughs> there was definitely a moment where like, we thought it was super cool that you could call your friend, and then another friend would call that friend as well, and then you did some sort of manipulation of the phone, and then all of you were talking. Party line. Party line. We didn't yeah. They had that when I visited the Soviet Union, mm. except it was just the line was available to everyone in the building. Yeah. So if you were on a call, anyone could just pick up and listen yeah. to you. I got tricked, but when I was no. in sixth grade, oh. Oh, no. a, fr- 
a friend, I thought, oh. a friend of me called me and asked me all these questions of how I felt about this other person in our class, and she no. was on the line, too. Oh, my God. That is classic middle school me. Yeah. yeah, I got right? catfished in the oldest way. Wow. <laughs> That's the absolute did oldest way. Did you say mean things? Um, I think I did. Mm-hmm. I did not like her very much. <laughs> I mean, the these are the kinds of things that she did, is yeah, she would bad. call people. <laughs> that's bad. For the record, the oldest way to get catfished is when a guy in uh, pre-revolutionary France pretended to be friends with Marie Antoinette and when his uh, wife or friend would write fake letters as her. Is that more? Is that real? Yeah. Uh, oh. That musical? What? Les Miserables? <laughs> you miserable and me again? No, that's not in that music. I mean, who knows? Maybe the stupid innkeepers are singing about that. That nonsense. Oh. I don't know. It's a completely unnecessary... <laughs> Speaking of Europeans, yep. you know, we've uh, skipped the part where we summarized the movie in 60 oh, seconds. Oh, we did. I had a really good segue, though. Oh, no. no Go ahead, do no, it. No, it's Wait, too late. Do the segue, right. and then we'll segue back to we'll that in a seamless way. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Europeans, Molly, you bet Sloan would be British. Oh. Anyway, let's do the second 60 no, second no. summary. Oh, she's she's not. And then after it, we'll find out if she was or not. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You can cut my track out of this part. What? I already said the answer of whether she's British or not into my microphone. Oh. Well, none of us heard it, so I guess nobody <laughs> that's listening to the podcast sure, heard it either. that's definitely how this works. <laughs> so definitely. Um, I'll do the summary. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Official time. Yep. And go. Okay. We start with Ferris Bueller. He doesn't want to go to school. He's sick, but he tricks his parents. They're fooled. His sister is not fooled, though. Then he dicks around at home for a while, gets Cameron to come over. They play a prank on the dean of students to go pick up Sloane, his girlfriend. This is too detailed. They, (laughs) well, they get the cool car. Shenanigans happen all over Chicago. 30 seconds. Chicago. Oh, wow. I was going to finish right there. All over Chicago. Baseball game. Art museum. Swimming in a pool. Going to a fancy restaurant. Being in a parade. Everyone's having a good time except Cameron, who has a mental health episode. And in the end, they bust the car up and things are fine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, I left out all of the Dean of Students <laughs> stuff. Oh, anyway, well. that's what I did. Yep. There's yep. the movie. Yeah. And what's interesting Oof. is uh, okay. Sloan does, in fact, have a weird accent at times. It yes. is weird. But she Not is, in British. fact, from New York. Yes. Not British at all. Yes. It's so, like a cool girl accent. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, I couldn't place honestly, it the whole time. Honestly, it might just be like a... Uh, like a weird, I don't know. Like the, I feel like that entire region of the country. Like there's so many variants of dialects because of the fact that it's been populated by white people for the longest, and it's been populated by so many different classes of white people for the longest that you can just get the weirdest mixes. You can, but like sometimes it would be straight up British sounding, and sometimes it would be a little New Jersey. But the way the character is written is a little more casual yeah. than I would say her enunciation. I don't know. I don't know. It was a great jacket, though. Great call in the white jacket. So Solid jacket. Fringy jacket. Yep. Yeah. Real, like, loose shorts. Yeah. And then high white boots. The yeah. shorts are confusing to me. Because they look like <laughs> she 
put on her like dad's shorts. Oh, yeah. That, they're like uh, very that loose. Was the style. Like Dad loosened. Shorts. I thought she, she was wearing a skirt, like, but it, they not, are shorts. Neither yeah. long nor short. Yeah. Yeah. Like right the worst length. What? Yeah, it's the worst length. What's well, the worst these length? These are 2019 eyes looking at 1986. Yeah. I bet they're the super comfortable. <laughs> what, why is it the worst length? Oh, it's like, I don't know. It's like above the knee, but not that far above the knee. So it's not like short shorts, but it's not like below the knee. Okay, below like cool, the knee shorts, shorts would not That's be insane. cool. You didn't wear below the knee shorts when you were a tween? No, I wasn't like a skater kid or a dickhead or all the other <laughs> weird. Motorhead. All the other <laughs> weird. Burnout. No, like when the the when Grace, Grace his whatever sure. role or title her job is, I don't know. School secretary, desk, school prostitute, school desk. She was like, there's a point where she's listing how Ferris Bueller is so popular, and she starts listing all of the different subgroups of the school, and one of them was just the dickheads. And like, wasn't one of them sluts? Too? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, my the whole time she's going that list, I kept thinking like, is this are these her distinctions, or no. are there actually groups of kids self-identifying as sluts yes. and dickheads? Yes. She did not identify cowboys, though, unfortunately. Oh. Yes, true totes heads will remember from an earlier episode. Like a month ago. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, two months ago. Hey, okay. you know what? Some people, my wife, don't well, listen to these right away. So maybe it's been a while. Maybe they're listening wow. to them out of order. Wow. I'm Dude, just trying. bragging about his wife. I, <laughs> my he wife, doesn't who doesn't actively support my show. <laughs> it sounds like someone's wife's got a lot going on in their life. Oh, my God. Uh, now she's going to yell at me for throwing her under the bus when she listens to this half a year from now. Um, what was I saying? Oh, cowboys. Oh, yeah. There should be cowboys in this school, as we learned in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yep. They are the greatest Click. subgroup of yeah. high school students. Yeah. But apparently um, there's a group called the Dickheads, and I want to know more. I want to know more about them. I just want to say I loved Grace so much. She played, uh, she's just such a classic... Oh, Midwestern so oh character. And the whole thing is really a love letter to the Midwest and specifically to Chicago. Yeah. Please. Um, Chicago. 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 Oh, no. And I forgot to write down the actress's name. Oh, it was like Ed. Oh, Ed, jerk. Ed. Edric. 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 What's in her Dur- last name? Like Edguck or something? Derby Egberg. In- <laughs> what? <laughs> her name is Derby Egberg. <laughs> Derby Egberg? Come yep, on. that's it. That's it. Famous on. character actor Derby Egberg. <laughs> Crushes She's been in it. 90 films. Holy and shit. In 55 TV episodes. And wow. it's like what? every Whoa. TV show you've ever heard of from the 80s and 90s. She was yeah. great. When She's we so first good. meet her, she pulls a pencil oh out of her God, hair. Oh, that was amazing. And then proceeds to discover. Two to three more yeah. that are still in her And hair. she's so perplexed. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did these come from? That's great. My favorite part is when she is trying to pretend to be uh, <laughs> Rooney on the phone. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. There is a whole protracted couple of scenes mm. with Rooney, who's the dean of students, not yes. the principal, as we had remembered mm. earlier. Is there um, a difference? Yeah. 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 Like, a uh, principal's, like, in charge of the whole thing. But the dean of students is, like responsible for like so sure there's a principal at that school too yeah mm-hmm. oh. but i think it makes sense because like the dean of students would have time sure to like leave school and go sure. try to follow is that the like the same as a is it just like a vice principal but a fancy school i think it's just a really big school we didn't have any deans at my yeah, high we just school. had we just had vice principals yeah i think yeah we never had oh. a dean of any kind if you're a dean of yeah. a high school <laughs> yeah not, not a 
college level. Right. Or yeah. just named Dean. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> unless you're Dean. If you're Kane. named Dean Kane. and are also a Dean, definitely tweet out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dean, Hashtag Dean. double Dean. Double, double Dean. Dean. Yep. Oh, God. Amazing. So cool. There's got to be a Dean out there who's also a Dean. Oh, yeah. no question. Mm-hmm. Statistically, yeah. there has to be. But I am just saying, yes. if you find yourself at a hotel room or something and Ferris Bueller is on, just stay for the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Give yourself that gift. Yeah, the Grace and Rooney moments are um, really Oh, that dynamic where they're on the phone and like running back and forth. Oh, it heightens yeah. so well. So and she's, good. she, yes, and so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like everything he's into, she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. And she's so honest, just brutally, sweetly honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really oh, love Derby. <laughs> <laughs> What's her last name again? Eggberg. 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 <laughs> Derby Eggberg. Our apologies. <laughs> um, you previewed this in your uh, slight editorializing of the movie, but the dad energy, as I bet, oh, is fantastic. Yeah, you it's were correct. It's very good. You and it really, like, correct. you get a little bit at the beginning, but he like really brings it home at the yeah. end. Uh-huh. Where he's driving back. There's a whole, there's a fun romp of a chase scene. Uh-huh. Yep. It's a chase scene. It's more of a race. Yeah, I guess, it's a race. Mm-hmm. Where Ferris is trying to beat his sister and mom and dad home to keep up the charade. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, that dad's just like driving and he's like like half singing to himself. He gets a tic-tac and he's into that. He almost hits a cab and then just like finger, po- finger guns at it. <laughs> the finger guns on this guy were oh. incredible. Just nonstop. Yeah, he's just living his dad life. He even did it over the phone. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, he did like a little like fist bump over the phone when he's talking to his son and just like, hey, feel better about it. And just Calls like does a pal, pal yeah. does a little like punch in the air. Yeah. Oh my God. He was great. He, he was, was really good. It was some serious good dad energy. Good dad energy. <laughs> I appreciated, I appreciated his parents for being like, just like good, nice parents. Mm-hmm. Like they were tricked and that was their thing, but like they're both doing jobs they're like professional parents that seem to have just a nice good marriage and we're fine Mm -hmm. everything's fine you know what i mean yeah Yeah, and they're not presented as like complete buffoons yeah Mm -hmm. or anything yeah yeah it was just they were nice and fine yeah yeah it's like ferris really gets the credit for being manipulative yeah you know what i mean yes yeah it's not like oh they're so dumb yeah although he even acknowledges like that was my worst performance ever and it still worked (laughs) yeah that is I found I did find Ferris to be annoying, mm-hmm. but I didn't find him. The most annoying I found him is when he was pretending to be sick. When mm-hmm. he's like, mm, like he literally is like <laughs> making that noise. And he like pretends to like bite his dad's <laughs> hand at my one blanket. point. Yeah, <laughs> my blanket. He talks like a baby. It's yes. annoying. <laughs> but he probably understands how his parents' brains work. And yeah. it's like, oh, empty nest syndrome is <laughs> up, is encroaching upon us, triggering their yep. brains from when he was actually a baby, mm-hmm. and then go into fuller caretaker mode. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Ugh. He. Should be in uh, one of those acronym organizations. Oh. Like a CIA or an NSA or an FBI. DARPA. DARPA. With his ability to fool people. Yes. He can run well. (laughs) He can make gadgets to trick people. And as we learned from the movie Men in Black, being able to run well, very important for government work. (laughs) Yes, Yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I feel like he's got... A lot of spy training. He even yeah. introduces himself in the style of James Bond. That's yes. true. Yeah, he will probably grow up to like I don't know, murder a 
Afghani warlord or something. Oh, dear. Sorry. Wow. Yikes. Yep. Well, I was thinking, though, I think he would be so bored, like, as a, working a regular nine-to-five job. Definitely. He'd yeah. have a hard time, but I think he'd also have a really hard time with the structure of the State Department. Mm, that's true. Or any of I bet he places. starts his own ad agency. There you go. Or his own... Uh, uh, mercenary company yeah. <laughs> okay all right yeah. like, like blackwater uh, yeah or he's like a john wick type oh, or he goes to watch those straight movies. for pepsi god they're so good he works sidebar. for pepsi yeah there's a lot of pepsi there's so a lot many of pepsis yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah what's your side quick sidebar john wick is amazing okay john wick 3 is maybe my favorite movie of all time wow movie. yeah all right it's really good where do one and two sit on there uh i can't remember though okay great <laughs> they're great i enjoyed them awesome. one's probably better than two okay good to know I was expecting to hate Ferris more. I did find him really annoying at the beginning. And mm-hmm. I was glad he had some comeuppance and some growth towards the end. Did he kind of did. Yeah, Cameron I... like punked him pretty hard. He was I... genuinely oh, scared God. for his friends. Cameron, he treats Cameron so poorly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I couldn't. I feel like I couldn't get one over by Ferris because of his relationship with Cameron. Say more. Uh, like I found Ferris amusing at times. But Cameron is like clearly very depressed mm-hmm. and has a very troubled home life. Mm-hmm. And Ferris acknowledges that. And he understands that. And like he clearly cares for Cameron in some way. But he also like does push him a lot for his own gain. Well, yeah, it's like it's almost from a place of privilege because like we do get yes. to see his home life. And it's like the worst thing that happens there is that his sister and he don't get along. Oh, right? I asked for a car and I got a computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which then he learned to hack. With. Yeah, there's another skill. Wait, exactly. Uh, I don't know. And I just feel like like Cameron has his moment of growth where he's just like, oh, I got to stand up to my dad and like, you know, be OK with myself or whatever. But I don't feel like. Cameron's moment of self-actualization justifies Ferris's means to get to that end. Like he acknowledges that he's trying to get Cameron to like live a little and get outside of his right. little world, but he does it in such a I don't know. I feel I like I don't think you're acknowledging Ferris Bueller's limited tool set. Right? Like he's got a great tool set for manipulating the adult world. Mm-hmm. And not a great tool set for helping his friend he's been best friends with since the fifth grade. Like, he doesn't have a good understanding of what Cameron's actually going through. And he doesn't have that many tools for, like, as a 17 or 18-year-old kid, Mm -hmm. for, like, what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He also probably has not encountered a lot of challenges in his life. Right. And so has not had to develop any skills to overcome things. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us white men. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he basically just focuses on himself more. I think he's the least interesting character in this movie. Yeah. Well, that's what, like, when I would watched it, the last time I watched it, probably when I was a teenager, like, he, I liked Ferris the most out of everybody. Yeah. I thought he was the most fun and charming and entertaining. But, like, this time when I watched it, I was like, oh, I can relate to that person and I yeah. can relate to that mm-hmm. person. And Yeah, everybody around him has more of an arc and more going on. Like, he just kind of, like, wants to get out of school and have a fun day and does it. Yeah. And, like, Cameron comes to this big realization. Even His sister also, like, somewhat comes to that, like, mm-hmm. pushes up against her mom and, like, makes out with Charlie Sheen and mm-hmm. kind of realizes she needs to focus on her own shit and reconciles with her brother to a degree. Mm-hmm. Even Sloan has that moment... Uh, in front of where the bean will be, as we talked about, <laughs> <clears throat> of talking with Cameron of like, 
neither of us know what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Like she even has that moment. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like everybody around him has some growth in the movie and he's just like, we had a good day. Fun. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's just interesting to think how he's just sort of this force that moves through the movie. Yeah. Affecting other people and remains unchanged. Yeah. I think part of it also is like, part of it is just the, I. it's like, part of it is the harsh eyes of 2019, but also I think part of it is just that it's been that many decades since the movie came out, where I think I'm just like, at this point, I'm so bored by movies about like, stinker white dudes just getting away with shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like so many comedies have leaned into that since this movie of just kind of like, hey, I'm kind of an asshole, but whatever, it's my movie. And they just kind of get away with stuff. And people don't, I don't know, they just like, there's so many movies like that where like they don't face consequences because it's a comedy. Right. And that's the whole, I don't know. So I think I'm just bored by it now. Like I definitely, when I saw this when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, Ferris is great. This is fun. But now I'm just kind of like, eh, he's kind of a prick. And like he doesn't realize, like he, I think part is like, he doesn't have enough self-awareness to be interesting, like you're saying. Yeah. Even though he talks to the camera <laughs> about his own life, he just never, I don't know. I just feel like him willing to take the heat for breaking the car mm-hmm. is not the same as him being like, sorry, I've manipulated you and pushed you just like your dad has been doing your entire life, which is what I got from Cameron's realization. Like, oh, Ferris is doing that to you too, but maybe in a nicer way. Yeah, it was like the fact that he could stand up to Ferris meant that he could stand up to his dad. Mm -hmm. Because he did, he said like, you think, what did he say? You think that Ferris Bueller can't be. Yeah, he's like, even even Ferris Bueller can be stopped or something like that. Yeah, but he did, yeah, he knows he had some agency. And I do think Ferris, like in addition to, to taking the heat or whatever, he's genuinely scared at the end when he's confronting Rooney in the back door. Yes. Like he genuinely is afraid that. Yeah the whole thing is going to come crashing down before yes. his sister saves him. Yeah. Um, and I think he, like, yeah, I think he shows a lot more vulnerability at the end because mm-hmm. the beginning he is just totally, it's just about like, how do I get what I want to do? Mm-hmm. I will also just say this for Ferris Bueller and I can't believe I'm defending him so hard right now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but um, I guess I'm defending my childhood, honestly. Uh, but I do think it's significant that he didn't just take a day off for himself. It was important to him to have the people, his best friend and mm-hmm. his girlfriend with him mm-hmm. and busting them out of whatever prison mm-hmm. they were in, be it school or prison of your own sad mind. Doesn't he just need an audience though? Just what? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Oh, now. you need an audience. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, with that vest, he's clearly yeah. wanting attention. <laughs> yeah. And it was interesting. Like there's the scene where he does go too far and he gets called out on going too far. And it was really interesting because like there's no such thing as going. It was at the restaurant, right? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. really pushing hard yeah. in a way. It's super uncomfortable for everybody. Like, how are you going to enjoy this meal? That is when I wrote down white privilege. The movie when yeah. he was like, "I'm going <laughs> to, I w- you fine, call the police. I'll call them." I'm just like, oh, yeah. boy, yeah. Like imagine him doing that with slightly different skin in a Starbucks. Oh, forget it. Yikes! When we get that far. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think he had a little bit of an arc. I could have gone with more, but I think you're right. Yeah. Like I've seen plenty of these movies. Yeah. And like, I think it's like, it just felt like the movie, it's felt like through Cameron and his sister, the movie was kind of like being like, Hey, don't like, I feel like it was almost like reacting to people like my attitude, be like, mm. don't worry about it. Like who cares about, who cares about Ferris being a kind of an asshole who gets whatever he wants. Like mm-hmm. just deal with your own shit, which is like. Fair enough, but also, you know, yeah, like, again, it's 2019, 
maybe some very confident white men should face consequences sometimes <laughs> just so they know that they can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Because, yeah, his sister faces weird consequences, right? She gets a ticket and she, yeah. like, you know. I she think gets, she gets dragged down to the police office, which that's wild to me that she gets taken down to the police yes. precinct because she called 911 and they just didn't believe her. Yep. Like, that's it, right? I feel like... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because he was call. gone by the time that the police got there, so yeah. there wasn't. But it's like that's not how home invasions work. They don't right. just like <laughs> hang out until the police get yeah. there. I mean, believe women, am I right? That yeah. when I was a boy, my friend and I once called nine one one on a payphone because we were dumb little kids mm-hmm. yeah. at the. I think it was like at the skate skating rink mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, so we were like in the. What do you mean? Of course it was. Oh, because we're in Minnesota. Skate kids. Oh my god. <laughs> Grinding ledges. What? Doing ollies. No, no. Skating rink. Ice oh. skating. <laughs> That's less bad. Like triple axe. Yeah, axles. Axles. <laughs> It was really more just like, Lutz oh, they flooded up. this play. You know, they flooded the field next to the playground in the winter. I guess we'll go around in a circle real fast. <laughs> anyway, we uh, were dumb enough. We were young and dumb enough to think like, oh, if you just like hit another one, it like doesn't go through or something oh, like that. You know no. what I mean? Or maybe that kid even, maybe it was like a neighborhood kid who just tricked me into say and told me that. I don't yeah, remember. Anyway, mean. we called 911. And of course, we were just like, oh, and hung up. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, a cop showed up anyways. And yep. they were just, and we were just like, okay, see ya, or whatever. And then he's just like, oh. And he's like, in that situation, and maybe it was because we were just like, clearly just two little kids. He was just mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, this is serious. Like, you can't mm-hmm. just, like, don't call that because, like, I had to come out here. I could be doing something. Like, I could be actually helping somebody right now. We were just like, okay, Mr. Police. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just sent us on our way. Yeah. Also white privilege. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, teens. Hey, if you accidentally call nine one one, remain on the line, and tell them you accidentally dialed nine one one. There is no emergency. Yes, and be like, no one is telling me to say this. Yeah. Everything's fine. I definitely don't have someone standing who is six foot. There one. is not a gun against my head. <laughs> <laughs> I am in no way under distress. Right. Yeah, just yeah. be really detailed with it, and that will help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My little <laughs> sister liked to play with the phone when she was a baby. Uh huh. Cause it's you know fun buttons yeah, that make buttons. a beep yeah. noise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and we always tried to like, she'd pick it up and you'd like push star or whatever. Yeah. So basically nothing would happen. Yeah. But she definitely called nine one one once, Ooh, and like know. no one knew until police showed up, and they were like, "Can we talk know? to the baby of the house, yeah. please?" Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we died on one and then hung up right? right without knowing. So they came in and, and I don't, I don't think they came in, but like there was definitely a moment of them trying to assess <laughs> if whoever answered the door was lying. Yeah. And no. was actually an invader. Yeah. But it was fine. Again, white privilege. Oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. Terrifying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, everything is fine here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Jean, yeah. his sister, <laughs> was my favorite character in this watching of the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I think she. Uh, I mean, part of it probably because I spent the whole time being like, "Oh, Ferris is a little shit." So like, <laughs> I related to that element of her. But I also, I don't know, like I appreciate, like, because I feel like when I watched it. I feel like when I watched when I was younger, I thought of her as just being like, I don't know, like she, you know, you like on paper, it just seems like she's like the archetype of just like, oh, she's just like the annoying sister. Yeah, but like trying when to you, ruin his fun. Yeah. But yeah. then when you actually watch it's like, oh, no, she's actually completely in the right. Mm-hmm. And like clearly Ferris's ability to manipulate their parents has caused no like no end of strife for her because she's just like by default the bad kid of the mm-hmm. two of them. 
because she can't manipulate them the same way. So and it any becomes tr- a self-fulfilling prophecy because mm-hmm. she gets more surly and more angry and they yep. have a different reaction to her and yep. it just compounds over time. Yep. Yeah. We awesome. were trying to figure out while we were watching the movie if they're the same age. Right. And the, it just occurred to me because, okay, so Ferris is a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also at the high school. So she has to be at least... 16. 16. Because she drives. Because she drives. Because she drives. So that would make her a sophomore at least, right? Probably a but junior. She, why did she get a car before he did if she's the younger one? Well, he got a computer. Yeah. So the senior gets the computer, the junior well, gets a Well, it's probably on like the 16th birthday, you get a car or a computer. And they were like, patriarchy, give him the computer. So he can educate himself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. women or, can't or do maybe, STEM. Are they, but they're not Honestly, twins? They could have been twins. They could be I, twins. I would believe I wonder if they're twins. I would buy them yeah. twins. They don't say it in the movie, which seems strange. But mm-hmm. like, if you were a twins, like imagine how... You would be even more angry because yes. yeah. then you're like, "Oh, this is how like male privilege works." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're yeah. investing in his future and my right now. Yeah, like yeah. I just I realized watching it this time, like I every single scene she's in, her frustration is justified. Mm-hmm. Like she's not like the annoying she's sister. Pretty mean to Grace, the admin- school administrator. Sure, for no reason. but like I would imagine her. Again, I'd imagine her experience in the past mm. with her relationship with Ferris, who's such a righteous dude, as Grace says, <laughs> is she probably has had that same experience where authority figures at the school are like very forgiving to Ferris. And she just like anything that happens to her is sort of yeah. in comparison to her brother. Right. No. Yep. And Grace does dish out a little bit. She, she's got say. a little sass. She's got some sass. She, she calls some... Jean a little asshole after she leaves the office. That's true. But she gets her little sass while she's there, too, which is very nice. Yes. Yeah. Means it's personal and mm-hmm. none of your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when Jean kicks the Dean of Students in the oh face three God, times. Oh, my God, so good. It's amazing. <laughs> Those are some good kicks. I think it's kicks. just one kick that they played over and over. Oh. Like, oh, okay. It was three kicks. I was... She, you think she lifted her leg up to her head, down, up, no, down, she, up, No, I think bent at the knee. Yeah, so it was like, whop, pop, whop, pop, whop, pop. Oh, I mean, okay. Either way, it's very sure. impressive. Yeah. And also, it was the same sound effect. Three we've times. seen Dirty Dancing. We know what her body is capable. Yeah, of. She <laughs> nobody puts baby in her. <laughs> yeah, she just she whoops the shit out of him. Oh, so good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely remembered like that. I don't know the camera work of her sneaking in her wrestling shoes, yes. right? Yes. On the hardwood floor, really like is burned into my brain, and mm-hmm. seeing it back again is like, oh, just I don't know that shot really did it for me that, that that's something that i've never noticed before in this movie is just like the shots that they have mm-hmm. and they're incredible like when the in the scene where the car goes out of the back of the garage there's um cameron falls over and the camera is moving backward like it's from the car mm-hmm. and so he like is pushed away from it it is literally like a two second like shot but they like took a camera and had a like yeah. i mean there're just some amazing things there um and then right after that the camera takes the point of view of Cameron which is so cool yes. like him walking through yep mm-hmm. and then it's down on the ground like from where the car is yeah. like the woods like yeah they they went above and beyond and got some really amazing shots it really yeah. personified the car there yeah. were a yeah. lot of interesting shots their sibling rivalry the movie. what oh, that was their sibling rivalry yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they're both the car red and- <laughs> but the car and Cameron. Oh, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, totally. 
the car is his Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Huh. yeah, car gets priority and gets away with, I guess, not doing anything. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but gets all the attention. But gets all the attention and mm-hmm. the mending and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I, I know they were trying to hint at the idea that Cameron's problem was his parents. And as soon as he got out of the house, he would do better. But it really felt like Cameron's problems were much deeper. Yeah, than I that. feel mm-hmm. like Cameron needs some therapy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, everyone needs a little bit of therapy. Am I right? You are right. <laughs> <laughs> Teens, go get therapy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it's just maintenance and preventative health care. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with you. No. You just help. You need a little help. Yeah. We all need a little help. Tweak those neural connections. Yeah. yeah. Or just wait until you're 29 or 30. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Like that's like that's the that's the schedule a lot of people are on. It is. Wait, wait until what? Uh, that a lot of people wait until like they're twenty nine till let's say thirty one or thirty two before they go seek therapy. Oh, sure. Because in your twenties, you're like, I got this. Yeah, but isn't and that the stigma that it. we're trying to break right now by telling these teens to go to help themselves? Yeah, I don't these... know. Would you have listened to anybody when you were twenty two? I don't know. Maybe some cool movie podcasters. <laughs> <on the internet. laughs> Handful of rad 35-year-olds. <laughs> just edition about movies from That's before right. you were born. Yeah. Uh, Old millennials. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I, I say, I don't know. I wish someone that I respected told me to go to th- seek therapy when I was really? like 22. Would you have gone? I don't know. I feel like... I'm not saying I would have, but I wish someone had at least offered the opportunity. My memory is there was such a like... I, but I feel like it really is just an extension of being in your 20s that you think you can handle everything. Mm-hmm. And then when shit goes wrong and you're not feeling great, mm-hmm. you finally can overcome that mm-hmm. sense of that thing. Because I remember talking about therapy with my friends in their 20s and they would just be like, I don't need that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. And the same way you'd be like, I don't need my parents or I don't yeah. need... To exercise. Well, Stigma. Yeah. My, Stigma. My experience with it was that like you have something to do until you graduate from college or, you know what I <laughs> yep. mean? And then, you, yep. then you start working and then you're like, yeah, I'm still doing the thing. And then you're like, wait, no, things aren't better because I'm doing this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no next thing. Yeah. No easily discernible next thing to. Yeah. It's certainly the next thing that seems fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's less fun. Yeah. It's just retirement. Maybe. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Teens, Maybe? turn off the podcast right now. Okay. Jesus, goddamn baby boomers sucked up all the resources. <laughs> oh, leave boy. Us with a oh I thought you meant that, that you would a... die before you retire. Oh, God. I mean, it's a possibility baby. as well. I mean, we'll all be in the Amazon fulfillment centers in the, by the time we're 50. <laughs> so. yeah. Yay. Anyway, it sounds like we're probably going to have to write a Ferris Bueller movie <laughs> to like live vicariously through our fictional teen selves, yeah. which I assume is what this movie was, right? Just John Hughes being like, oh, man, <laughs> I can't believe I'm whatever age he was when he made this movie. Wait, is Maybe Office 40? Space Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but in the middle of your working career? Maybe. Kind, kind of, of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, except for he doesn't really go back to work. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. embezzle money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some differences. I mean, he steals a car. I think the, the fantasy is the same, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like, at its core, the fantasy is dropping out of your everyday in order to experience actual life. Yes. And yeah. both movies have incredible dance sequences. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. There was... 
there was that incredible dance sequence. There's a couple moments in this movie where the the sort of the style swapped weirdly for me. What do you mm-hmm. mean? Um, like it's a it's a pretty standard John Hughes teen. I don't know, normal movie. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's just like a dance sequence that happens, like yes. a fully choreographed dance sequence that happens. And then there's that one. And then when they're in their art museum, it's like all these like just slow pans of art and then just like quick cuts of them standing in different positions, like mm-hmm. a music video. And they just felt stylistically different than the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Detours. I love those parts. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it. But that was also the comedy, right? Because you're watching, 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 and it looks like normal scenes, and then, and then you see the characters, right? So yes. like the little kids all holding hands, running, mm-hmm. and then you're not expecting to see the three characters you know join in, and then you're looking at artwork, and then you realize that they're looking at artwork. I don't know. I thought it was really interesting the way he played with the perspective of the viewer. Mm-hmm. It was really fun, and I love that you sort of get into Cameron's head at the at the art museum as well, mm-hmm. right? The famous yeah. picture when he's looking at the pointillism at the park. Yeah, some, yeah. So something about the park. the park. Something yeah. at the park. That scene stands out to me. Like that's one that I think about when I think about that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably yeah. helped that uh, you were like, "I've been to this museum. I've seen that piece of art. I've seen that piece of art." Yeah, but I didn't see it until last year. Oh, so did, did you, you walk in there and you were like, Ferris Bueller. Bueller. "Yes, yes, I did think about that." Wow. Did it expand your mind like it did to Cameron? Mm-hmm. I feel like I really learned about life mm-hmm. and um, what it's all about. But then yep. your uh, your dad's car, Miles, wouldn't go back, <laughs> and you were in a moment of existential crisis. Yeah, and, and then I fell into a pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. My best friend saved me. Well, you well, pretended to. I pretended that I was dying, but yeah. I was fine. What and are we supposed to? Your best friend grow a little. Mm-hmm. They actually had yeah, felt fear. What are we supposed to take from that scene? Was that just Cameron? Like, I think both with his sister getting the upper hand on Rooney mm-hmm. and with Cameron getting the upper hand on Ferris, mm-hmm. I think both in both scenarios, they were dishing out what they had been taking, mm. right? Yeah. And so conceivably, Jean, his sister, has never gotten away with anything before this. Right. And she gets away with it spectacularly. She not only gets to kick him in the face, but she finds his wallet and mm-hmm. gets to lord it over him in a way that... She clearly has not won with authority in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, then and also I would say, she gets yeah. to um, disrupt his plans of getting Ferris. Like, yeah. That's like, yeah. Yeah, and then with, with Cameron like intentionally dropping into the pool and intentionally, like, because you see his face when he's going down into the water, there's a little smile in it. Like, yeah. it's not like he changes his mind. He's always been like fucking with Ferris. Yeah. In the same way that Ferris has been messing with him, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just actually making him scared for mm-hmm. the first time. Like, we never see Ferris scared. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I sort of thought that was a big deal. But whatever. I don't know. It was all really hard. <laughs> what? I don't it's know. Hard. I think the Cameron stuff was hard. Mm-hmm. And I think the, you know, rewatching it and seeing the scene right before the Ferrari. Is it mm-hmm. Ferrari? Yeah. Yeah. yeah goes out the back window of the beautiful immaculate glass garage. Right? Yeah. I don't know how you set that up, but okay, whatever. Um, I was like, oh, no wonder I was so mad when my mom was like, this isn't very realistic <laughs> because Cameron was standing up to his parents and to authority for the first time. And it's a really emotionally resonant, yeah. interesting yeah. scene. Yes. Had she said that like 
during the parade or yeah. some shit, you'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Okay, whatever. You yeah. know, yeah. it's it's not very realistic. But the idea of Cameron standing up to his dad is just like, yeah, maybe maybe that that part is realistic, even if the car. Yeah, you know, whatever. At least like, yeah, his his emotions are real, mm-hmm. and the emotions like kind of harkening back to what we were talking earlier. Ferris and Sloan, like their reactions of like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know what to say or do except for just like let our friends say th- these things out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like they, they both are like, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it is a legit too far moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like the the most effectively shitty point of the movie to say this isn't realistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely. Is. Like it's like it's like uh, these kids. Yeah, these yeah. kids, kids self actualizing a little bit. Yeah, realizing like... they could be free of their parents' yep. uh, mm-hmm. toxicness. Yeah, yep. yeah. Not, not very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I will say this triggered a, a different memory for me and another memory. And if I've shared it before, I, I apologize. I'm sure someone will just tell How me. How do we know? We don't know yet. We couldn't know yet. <laughs> Um, but I, I hadn't noticed before that Ferris thinks it's a big deal to give $5 yes. Yes. Yeah. to the valet. Yes. Like it probably costs $50 to park there. Right? right. Um, and at the end, I think he gives him another like couple bucks or mm-hmm. $5 or whatever. And the guy says, you are a very generous individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it triggered for me my first actual date with this guy. And it was, he was very nice. He was a very nice person. And this is not a slam on him at all. It's just a picture of what it was like to be about 16 or 17 okay. and go on a date. I love it. And we went to this restaurant. We were like one of the few people there. And this waiter really doted on us. And he could tell that we were on a date and stuff. And so he would make jokes and tried to make us feel comfortable mm-hmm. and like just took a little extra time, um, which was fine, whatever. Um, and at the end of the meal, like I realized that my date wanted to pay for the meal and also didn't seem to have a lot of experience with restaurants, mm-hmm. um, which was fine. But I started to get that like nervous feeling. You know, when you're nervous, you're like, oh God, they're not going to tip. Mm-hmm. I can just feel it. And also he had to stand up and get up from the table and leave like before the guy brought the bill. So we like walk into the bar area and the guy's like, oh, I was just about to bring you your bill. And it was like $19 and maybe some change. Mm-hmm. And my date just slams down $20 like it's a $100 bill Mm -hmm. and says, keep the change Mm -hmm. and leaves. Mm -hmm. And um, Wait, leaves without you? No, no, leaves with me. (laughs) But like has tipped this guy on a $19 order like 80 cents. Yeah, at best. At best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just stricken. Because I think, you know, I'd also had a lot of part-time jobs. Like, I just knew. And so I made an excuse to come back in. I said, oh, I forgot something. And I went in, and I hurriedly gave the waiter, like, a few bills. I don't remember what. I have no idea mm. what I gave him, but something. And instead of saying thank you to me, the waiter had, like, he'd, like, transformed into something with, like, dark circles under his eyes. Instead of saying anything at all nice to me, he said, your friend's real magnanimous. You know what that means? And I was like, yeah, I studied for the SAT. <laughs> Left. It's like real magnanimous. You know what that means? I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's no reason for you to be shitty to me, the person uh, yeah. who's come back right? to try to rectify the situation without embarrassing anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You 
if you dried you out, you could fertilize your garden with it. <laughs> Great <laughs> line by Jean. Great yeah. line by Jean. Really talented. <laughs> really talented at mm-hmm. finding a way to curse in front of her parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Have I told that story before? I no. don't think so. I was oh, on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, thanks a lot, waiter. Yeah. And also, like you had a lot of other tables. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't a lot going on that night. It was a Wednesday. Uh, things didn't go anywhere. We never dated again. It was oh. just the one date. Because mm. of that? Yeah. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I probably was so nervous that I was acting like a super weirdo. But I had kind of already decided his last name was Fibercorn. So I was like, well, we're definitely not getting married. Because that's how you think about things uh-huh. when you're like 17 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, but he is a super, super cool guy. A hedge fund manager now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Fibercorn industry. <laughs> oh, what? What business do you think Ferris's dad yes. has? Because we see him Advertising. doing... Is it? You think so? Yeah, a thousand percent. Because he's okay. trying to talk the guy into like putting more ad dollars against yeah. his product. He says more TV, more radio or something like that. Oh, yeah. oh. I missed it. He felt like the guy was trying that. to cheap out on not, not buying advertising. So we see him doing business. Yeah. He's like glad-handed and getting in cabs. Mm-hmm. Like a mm-hmm. real businessman. Yep. Much like Ferris, real people person. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realized why while watching the movie that I have acquired a dumb human trick because of that movie. What? Really? You know, because uh, Cameron can make that water drop noise. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, so I really loved this movie in high school and as did my friend Ellen. And so we would like sit in physics together and just like try to make that noise <laughs> in the back of What class. noise are we talking about? Wow, that was not a computer. Yes, that was wow. actually Beth. People at home. Yeah, that, that was really not happened. digitally <laughs> added. We did good. not insert a seven-inch floppy into the podcast recorder <laughs> and play our keyboard, our drop water drop yeah. sound yeah. keyboard. So wow. I can do that amazing thing. That's awesome. That is amazing. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. I remember pulling like swing bada 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 from this. Mm-hmm. I never heard that yeah. before. This got some crackerjack lines. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, it Cameron's adult voice was not based on his dad. There was never a line you don't to think indi- so? there was, I just mean there was never a line that explicit. I thought there was a specific oh, yeah. line that oh, indicated that it was I, his dad. I love that theory. Like mm-hmm. it put it made it all put it in place. I mean, so. it's certainly the voice of a guy who would own that garage. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Rooney, goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really it was like entirely out of the side of oh, his it's face. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Beth, speaking of things you can do. Yeah. What? You also <laughs> bet skills. that Wayne Newton sang the oh, Dungeon yeah. song as a child and he sounded like a woman. Yes. <laughs> partial credit? Knocked out of the park, I'd say. What do you mean partial He's credit? He wasn't a child. Uh, He's young. I said young of. Wayne well, Newton. Well, he said child. Yeah, he, he wrote down baby or something. <laughs> yeah, child. that's true. That's just the patriarchy. It's not my fault. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's a young it Wayne, Wayne Newton, Newton. And it, I mean... That song sounds like a lady. Conventional lady song. Woman. I thought it was a woman singing it. Yeah. yeah I literally thought it until you said that out yep. loud. Yeah. So. Great so. Good job. job. Thank yeah, you. Good job. Speed Thank rather bets that got knocked out of the park. I bet uh, the dog would eat the principal's <laughs> crotch. Did that get knocked out of the park? Well, I think if you listen to the sound effects <laughs> at the very end after the door is closed. Uh-huh. There were five sound effect it editors sounds... for this movie. So <laughs> so your, your theory mm-hmm. is that he got his... Oh, I guess we see him get a crotch. Yeah, exactly. He got his crotch eaten by a dog. Uh-huh. And then he just 
shuffles back towards school to get picked up by maybe my favorite character in the movie, uh, uh-huh. the lady she bus sure driver, is. just like, hey, Rooney, where are you going? Yeah. You I get for- in a fight? I forgot we see him again. I didn't yeah. nail it. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to overcome with my white man confidence. <laughs> yep. Oof. Molly, do you want to talk about how he attempted to murder that dog? Yeah. He knocked oh, that dog out with a flower pot and you God. sat there. Yeah. I, comatose. Yeah. But you just like shock. sat through it. I've never seen you be that neutral about animal I was not harm. neutral. I was horrified. But, but I was like also inside? too tired to stand up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I felt like. The way the cut worked, mm-hmm. I could understand that it was a a actor dog that was just lying down in a way that, like, had we seen the impact or something? Yeah. Sure, sure. It's not like Bam. we saw a gun in a calf's mouth. Right. Oh I mean, my that God. was out. And you don't hear, like, there. you don't even, I don't think you even hear, like, a You don't even hear the break. You sounds. just see, and, and at first, you're like, oh, he drugged the dog. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, he broke a thing yeah. over the dog's head. Until yeah. tonight, I thought that he drugged the dog. Like I thought there were, like, some having... sleepy flowers yeah. or something. Yeah. Lotus yeah. blossom yeah. or something. Yeah. Poppy. Now, man, yeah. now I'm really... Yeah, Poppy like the Wizard of oh, Oz. Oh, yeah. Now I really am just delighted by the image of, uh, what was the animal guy's name? Someone said it out loud and it was delightful. It was like Frankie Del Vichy or something. <laughs> um, but just like, I love the idea now that you put that in my head, Molly, of just like they set out the broken vase pieces <laughs> and the flowers, like whoever's like doing the set. Yep. And they're just like, okay, okay, Munchkin, whatever the dog's name is. Like, come yeah. here. Okay, lay down. Yeah. Lay down. No, 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 not there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They'd have to get and it to light like, on like place it. right where they needed it, the flowers mm-hmm. and shit. And then maybe just like move the vase a little bit around yes. its head. Oh, adorable. So cute. He's just taking a nap. And then when the shot was done, they gave him a treat. Oh, they oh sure I bet did. they did. For being such a good dog. Yeah. Good oh. dog. So yes, that was less traumatic than Norman the calf with a gun in I his mean, mouth. I mean, most things are, right? I bet right? Norman that the was... calf didn't get a treat after that. <laughs> Come on. You don't think they like put <laughs> peanut butter on the end of that gun? Speaking of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we briefly touched on MVPs, but I want to go back around. Yes, yeah. please. got any other ones. Um, so bus many. driver. Yeah, Oof. for sure. Just, just like chewing gum and right like at the end. just living her life, having a great day. She loves being a bus driver. She loves it. Um, within that bus, one of my MVP students Whoa. was the like. <laughs> it's like the the, the Australian kid all the way in the back style hat yep. that can button on either side. Yes, mm-hmm. that's probably got a like name. Muldoon. Muldoon's like hat. Muldoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. tweet yeah. at us, our Australian listener. Yep. What's the hat called? I don't. I hate this becoming such a regular occurrence, but Mandy, when you hear this episode. <laughs> Please tweet at us and tell us what hat it is. I will send you a picture if you need a reference. Yeah. I described it well. He's wearing one of those hats yes. and has a full mustache. I mean, a full, like... like a full teen mustache. Yeah. Like yeah. a very impressive teen mustache. I don't want to give that mustache, mustache too much credit, but it was like, an imp- like it was impressive for a teen. Yeah, but yes. it's like, it's a perfectly serviceable mustache for a full adult. Absolutely. It's like it's great. A, it's, it's like, just the background staring. Yeah. I mean, the girl that Rudy sits next oh, to is also my very MVPs. good. With her mm-hmm. gigantic glasses. And yeah, so her warm big. gummy bears. And her warm oh, gummy bears. God. Yeah. I loved them. I loved, oh, when they do a drive-by of the um, school at gym class. Golf cart. Golf cart coach is great. Yeah. Uh, I loved the student body there. A yes. lot of different 
body types represented. I loved it. But there's one dude who's gigantic <laughs> and wearing a half shirt. Yes. But they couldn't find a shirt to fit him. And I think he's got a pretty badass mullet. Mm-hmm. He just looks like he's like a... He's pretty cut. Yeah, just this like... Yeah, badass dude to have shirt. the impression that John Hughes had a hard time in gym class. You think so? It was very often gym class antics in the background. I had a moment watching golf cart gym teacher of remembering one of our middle school gym teachers who would just bring a bucket out and like over, you know, like sit on an overturned bucket while we had to do shit. Ugh. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Like at least stand or lean on something. Yeah, or yeah, blow do a whistle a or something. I feel like there's a lot of room for physical education to be better. Agreed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it could be way more fun for yeah, start. It could yeah. be way less like you're doing this because it's good for you. Now shut up and do it. And more like, okay, guys, do one of these three things. Here's a heart rate monitor. Get your heart rate up for this amount of minutes. Yeah. There's just like so many ways you could engage people in using their body. Right. Mm-hmm. That are not climb a rope. Run a mile. And run a mile. Well, it, the thing that I hated about that is that we would never train to run a mile. Yes. It would just yeah. be like, oh, today, today we're, running we're running the mile. mile. Yeah. Like we haven't run at all the rest of the class. Yeah. But yeah. And there was no follow up after that either. No, it was like once at the beginning of the year, once in the, at the end. Oh, yeah. how you've improved. I remember we had a, a gym teacher in middle school who got us all to do, uh, oh, was it jump rope? We had it let, like do jump rope routines. Mm-hmm. So she just split us up into groups and was like, make up a routine to the song. What song was it? Um, it was In Excess, yes. uh, New Sensation. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we got to pick the song. Oh. Like we got to suggest songs and then she would like approve them based on content. Sure. And whether or not I had a solid beat and New Sensation made it through. It was nice. not nearly as sexually suggestive <laughs> as some of the other In Excess songs <laughs> that I listen to a lot. Molly. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> P.S. Michael Hutchins, there's a new biography movie. What do you call those? Uh, biopic. Bi- biopic. Biopic is coming out at some point. Great. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I thought it was very creative because people love making up routines. And yeah. it kept us occupied. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. And we worked really hard on it. And I guess we performed it for the school or something. I don't know. But Great. Tell you what. She said that she was losing like five pounds a week from doing all the jump rope stuff. Yeah. She did it with us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, v- a VIP. Yeah, VIP. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, actually, the two of them, uh, when they're in oh. the, t- uh, whatever that big building is Sears in Tower. Chicago. Now it's called something else, right? Willis Tower. Willis Tower. Did you change your name? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chicago, why'd you change the Sears Tower? Hey, Sears and Roebuck. Oh, these giant corporations just keep buying buildings from each other. Well, you know, with Willis, they only bought like 30% of the building. Oh. Just a top 30%. Get that <laughs> up in the sky, hey, real estate. Whatever. Oh, oh, yeah. For the listener, uh, <laughs> Dan and Beth and I especially spent like a yeah. solid, I'm going to say 60% of this movie, yeah. just trying, attempting Chicago accents. Yeah. It was really something. And succeeding. Chicago. Chicago. Sport peppers. At the top of Willis Tower, there's two guys wearing oh, yeah. crazy hats. Oh, those That's hats true. were... I've never seen those guys no, before. No, me yeah. neither. They were just Maybe there. Maybe they Why weren't they... in the movie before. Oh, oh digitally no, that added? was introducing the parade. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Right? We got to scout out the parade route in our crazy elf hats. <laughs> 
crazy elephant. Because the parade is like the Mardi Gras yeah, of Germanic right? history. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, Fa- it was like the German-American fashion. something a society. It's, but it, is it also right before Lent? It's like that kind of, yeah, in that way, it's Mardi Gras? It, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can I tell you about my MVP? Yep. Yeah. Still Charlie Sheen. Wow. And I know that MVPs are usually a little more obscure, but he just had the one scene. Yep. And it turns out in the credits, his character's name has a, his character has a name, which is ridiculous. Garth Volbeck. Garth Volbeck. Yeah. Garth Volbeck. Chicago. Doing, I've been doing drugs down by Wrigley Field all night. <laughs> hey, Garth, you, you, when you're coming home, to, you. Yeah, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> Uh, sport peppers. Sport peppers. Deep dish hot dog. <laughs> but Charlie Sheen is fantastic. Yeah, he's really embodies the like, what, like just like he's super burned out from whatever he's been doing, but is totally okay with it. Yeah. Character. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm here for drugs. Mm-hmm. She's very honest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I guess is refreshing for her. Right. And I suppose a lot happens between the time they have their conversation. He does drop a neg, which mm-hmm. I did not care she for. He negs hard. Yeah. He negs pretty hard. Mm-hmm. He is kind of a bad boy and all that stuff. So uh, well. zero points for that, <laughs> but A plus for being charming in every other way. Sure. Mm. Was he? Uh, and honest, yeah. He was for you. He did not charm <laughs> me. Well, you are not a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> Neither are you, Molly. Shut up. I was. <laughs> I was. Before we get to how we really feel about the movie, <laughs> uh, we like to read a review of our own podcast, totesregal.com, in the impression of a character from the movie, mm-hmm. or just like the impression of, you know, you might say Chicago is like, like the fifth um, character in this movie. We could just do Cameron's adult voice. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Uh, and we do have one. Oh, nice. Thank Yay. you. Um, so yeah, is anybody feeling inspired? Uh, while people are trying to decide if they're inspired, I just want to mention to any improv nerd heads out there, Del Close makes an appearance. Weird. Oh, yeah. He plays the English teacher. I wonder if he verbally harassed anyone else on set <laughs> but between cuts. Potentially. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Potentially. Some rough times. Seemed like that was his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. I don't, I don't know that I can do Cameron's dad. Okay. Justice. Uh, well, I can try it. Please try it. How did it go? Rob, Rudy. <laughs> That's a Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, right, love yeah. Stewart. Give me, just give me a taste. So what you, uh, he said something what like, say? "This is oh yeah, and I'm doing Jimmy Stewart Rudy. too." Rudy, nope. Uh, Peterson, <laughs> I'm slow. <laughs> Peterson, hey. you're, you're an asshole. No, I'm doing Stewart. I can't now. I can't stop. You got it in my head. You planted Sorry. the seed. Well, this just is what we're doing. Just do Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Rudy. Don't let anyone tell you your calculator is not delightful. Is that it? No, that's the title. Uh, This is Miss Savage. Most authentic and delightful expression of joy I've heard in a long time. Just saying. Also, I can't stop listening to this podcast. Glasses smiley emoji. Wow. You... Did that not was... sound like Cameron's Zelfix, <laughs> but you definitely sounded like someone else that I cannot quite identify. <laughs> I don't know. Got the movie phone ju- guy. <laughs> Maybe movie phone guy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you were like the movie phone guy combined. Here are the times for Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, you were like a combination of movie phone guy, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, What's some- the deal yeah. with reviews? Yeah. 
Oh. Wait, who wrote that review? This is Miss Savage. Thanks, oh, Miss thank you, Miss Savage. Savage. That was super yeah. nice. Thank you. That was really nice. We yeah. agree. Yeah, we do agree. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, if you want uh, yours read, leave it. <laughs> wow. Great. Very helpful, thorough I'm sure instruction. Our listeners at home would not be able to tell. Leave that you a are... maximum review on okay. iTunes or somewhere else, but tweet at us if you leave it somewhere else. We love you. Wow, what an attitude. Wow. Someone's a regular Gene Bueller over here. Okay, that's unfair. Oh. As I discussed <laughs> earlier, she is a product of her environment and she is going to do great in the future. Oh, Dan's not a product of the Totes Recall environment. Come on. I mean... <laughs> Dan, yep. you gave. Uh, this is. <clears throat> Save Ferris t-shirts. Yes. The Save Ferris t-shirts from the movie, not band merchandise. Yes, but we're actually the origins of the band because Hank Crestor brought them home yeah. mm-hmm. to his mm-hmm. son, who you'll have to be a patron to find out his real name, yeah. pa- patreon.com slash totes recall. You gave it three mm-hmm. because you thought you would dislike Ferris Bueller. <sighs> yeah, I definitely came out of it ambivalent towards Ferris Bueller, but I very much appreciated the emotional authenticity of Cameron and Gene. And I did find it very entertaining. Four shirts. Yeah. Ooh, but uh, one of them is definitely like torn in half and a real cut (laughs) dude is running around a gym track. So just a safe. High school track. He wasn't cut as much as just like like big. Just torn apart. Okay. Right? I feel like he had like defined abs. Maybe. I don't know. We'd have to go back. We have to go back. We, we still we still have it for forty four hours. Is that yeah. what your TV yeah. said? Yeah, so absolutely. You can watch it. HD. <laughs> times or something. Uh, Beth, you thought it would be four because it'd be worse than you remembered. Yeah, um, yeah. It was like I said earlier. It was one of my favorite movies as a teen, and I still loved it. I I wasn't even though I thought. Ferris was very annoying this time around. I thought other characters were more interesting, and I will give it five. Wow. wow. <laughs> I bet five, filled with hope. Yep. I thought there would be a depth that I didn't see coming, um, which is true, but I also was uh, more disappointed in Ferris Bueller than I would have expected, but I liked it. Four from me wow mm-hmm. cool molly <laughs> you thought about giving it a five but then subtracting one and a half points for one problematic mm-hmm. uh, excuse me shirts problematic <laughs> elements but then adding a point right for mm-hmm. charlie sheen shirts. Yep. <laughs> and then there's still a 75 percent chance that that four and a half rating will be Lowered right by Dan Dan Linden, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can hear me struggle because I fought Dan Linden on some pretty basic observations. Um, <laughs> they're mean, not basic. I'm not. I'm not saying. And I feel like I feel like fought is being unfair to you. Well, you challenged my. I did, but I I really feel like I was challenging your interpretation more for my 13 year old self mm. than I was for my very old current self. Pepsi generation. So. Pepsi. I'm not. No, I would never take part. No, Atlanta would ever take part in the Pepsi generation. Okay, Coke Lana. Coke Lana. I'll I'll take that. Okay. I will take All that right. over the alternative. All right, hot no. Coke Lana. Nope. That, oh, nope. disgusting. Ugh. Uh, you know what? It turns out I think my ratings prediction is pretty right on. Yeah. Uh, I 
really enjoyed watching this movie again. And even though if I had been really pushed to do it, I probably could have given you an almost frame by frame description of what happens in the movie. I found so many little moments that I'd never noticed before and was really excited about. And that, those Grace and Rooney scenes were really fantastic. And I found myself really relating to Jeannie a lot more uh, and enjoying those dad moments in a way mm. I'd never really fully great appreciated. Dad. Great dad moments. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Like I could watch that dude just drive in the car for a <laughs> while. It was really yeah. fun. So yeah, I found the spirit of it to be very engaging. Um, but I'm still going to deduct points for Ferris being annoying. Um, and yeah, knowing about white privilege is a real bummer. <laughs> Takes a lot of fun out of a lot of things. That should honestly be the thesis or the like the yep. subtitle of this podcast, <laughs> right? Like I feel like a lot of movies that we rewatch, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, which is even a point of privilege to be able to observe it yes. in that mm-hmm. way. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, four and a half save Ferris shirts. Great, great, terrific. Did uh, did we want to mention that? We confirmed that the Dino Stevens is a creep. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Um, Yeah, he is a creep. You can can look it up. Yeah, we can just leave it there. If you want to know more details about it. Yeah. But um, it's a real bummer. Yeah. Rudy! You're a (laughs) real creep! This is Mr. (laughs) Payne. That was Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) He's sort of like, maybe he kind of sounds like Mr. Howe from Gilgan's Island. Now I'm trying to remember what he sounds like, right? Oh, yeah. He just sounds rich. He sounds like he just sounds rich. Calling down from you from their yacht. From their yacht. Ooh, holding a big cell phone, like a big thick one from yes, the nineties. Absolutely. Oh, with a helipad. So just encapsulate that in a voice. Yeah. Ja- there it is. Was it? <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, movie. <laughs> I'm gonna come down there and yeah, see, and chuck your nuggets. It's me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Chuck your nuggets? Please, he said some weird Please shit. tell me that is a Coquelana <laughs> saying that yeah. you brought up north with you. No. That really that chucks a, my nuggets. Yeah, is that an expression of frustration or a threat? Oh, that's a, it's a threat. I'm going to chuck your nuggets. Yeah. Hey, I'll hey. chuck your nuggets. <laughs> hey, it's me. That really burns my butt off. <laughs> Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase. Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquet, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.